The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank, committed to being a better bank. Find out more at combank.com.au forward slash better. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Tuesday the 17th of September. In your Squiz today, America threatens Iran with military action. Israel votes again. Our highest paid CEOs and funny science. This is your Squiz today. Continuing today with developments after those drone attacks in Saudi Arabia. Quick recap, over the weekend, there were drone attacks on oil fields. Those attacks have taken out some of Saudi Arabia's oil output for days, possibly weeks. Yemen's Houthi rebels have claimed responsibility for the attack, but the US reckons it was actually Iran. Donald Trump yesterday tweeted on the matter. Yes, he's really up the ante there. He says that they have reason to believe that they know who the culprit is. Uh, and this is the quote, they are locked and loaded depending on verification. So what that's done is have uh, people looking into this very closely believe that there's potential for a serious military response from the United States. Uh, Overnight, the US has laid out some evidence for its belief that those drones came from Iran. Very simply, what that means is uh, officials have been briefing media that they believe the attacks came from a west-northwest direction, which isn't where Yemen is. That's in a southwest uh, direction from where those Saudi uh, oil facilities are. So aside uh, from the politics, there are, of course, economic implications when some of the world's biggest oil facilities are out of action. We spoke yesterday of the likelihood here of an increase to petrol prices. Yeah, and that's exactly right. There's a couple of things to this. One is the immediate impact from those attacks. And uh, there was a lot said in the Australian Parliament yesterday about exactly how Australia is placed, not just with what the price impact will be. Economists yesterday stated that they believe the petrol price increase for Australia will be somewhere between six and 10 cents a litre. Uh, And Angus Taylor was pressured to really answer questions about what our fuel supply is. We're part of an international agreement that says we should have 90 days uh, fuel in reserve. And in fact, uh, reports say that we have about 44 days, which is certainly better than what it was uh, just a couple of months ago. Angus Taylor, of course, our energy minister. Yeah. Um, The other issue, of course, is what this does for the broader um, security of markets. And there's a lot of uncertainty around and that has impacts when it comes to investment and um, also just the global health of, of our economy. Yeah, it's a big one. Changing tack now and Israel goes to the polls today for the second time this year after Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu was unable to form a majority, Claire. Yeah, they're making history there. It's the first time that Israel has had two general elections in the one calendar year. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, as as you say, his um, liquid party was unable to form that coalition. Uh, he fell out with his former uh, Defence and Foreign Affairs Minister who's off uh, in on his own. That meant that they're back to the polls. Uh, The mob that had a really good run at um, Netanyahu last time, they're a centrist party called the Blue and White Party. It's led by a former chief of army called Benny Gantz. Uh, They're believed to give uh, Netanyahu another run for his money. Uh, We'll certainly find out. We will see. Uh, Back here in Australia, the Royal Commission into the Exploitation, Abuse and Neglect of Disabled People in Residential 
and home care started in Brisbane yesterday, Claire. Yeah, long time waiting for disability advocates for this Royal Commission to kick off. It, of course, became a bit of a political issue earlier this year and the government eventually supported a Royal Commission and allocated half a billion dollars for it. It's got a long time to run. It's got until April uh, 2022 to hand in its final report. In the end, there's a lot of stakeholders who aren't that happy with the commissioners on that Royal Commission. Mm -hmm. Um, They believe they have a conflict of interest, particularly two of them who worked in the sector. Yeah, John Ryan and Barbara Bennett were both senior public servants uh, and the argument is that they have a conflict of interest due to being involved in managing a system where people with a disability may have experienced abuse. In Byron Bay, the disappearance of missing Belgian backpacker Theo Hayes has been referred to the New South Wales coroner, which means the police search for him is formally over. And the New South Wales Liberal Party is front and centre of the news in our biggest state today with reports that three MPs will move on Premier Gladys Berejiklian. This is all tied up in recent abortion reforms that have cleared the lower house. Uh, They're still in the upper house, the trio of MPs. Say that Berejiklian has not accommodated concerns and has moved too quickly on the bill. Expect if you live in New South Wales in particular, a fair bit around about that today. Turning to business now, and out today is a list of Australia's highest paid CEOs. That list by the Australian Council of Superannuation Investors, and it has Qantas CEO Alan Joyce right at the top. He earned in the financial year just gone um, $23.87 million. He has a base salary of $10 million. So you can see that more than half of that comes from those bonuses that they're eligible for. Also rounding out the the top three is Macquarie Group, Nicholas Moore. He's the outgoing CEO there. He's been gone for a little while now. Uh, In financial year 18, he took home $23.85 million. And then you've got close, close at the top there. Yeah, just pipped by a couple of hundred grand. And um, then Treasury Wines, Michael Clark at $19 million. The full list is uh, available via a link in the Squiz Today email if that's of interest to you. And just to finish off, Claire, how about the Ig Nobel Awards, which recognise comical yet practical scientific endeavours? It's a bit of a spoof award. For example, last year's winner devised a DIY home colonoscopy kit. (laughs) <laughs> How much fun would that be? That's a yeah. very enterprising yeah. doctor. Um, incredible to believe that hasn't hit um, widespread commercial success. But, um, <laughs> yes, Japan seems to have quite a good record with these. Uh, one of the winners this year was a, a Japanese um, study that uh, found that the average five-year-old child produces uh, half a litre of saliva every day. That's so gross. <laughs> It's just all that drool. Any parent will understand all that drool. Very believable number, I'm sure. (laughs) What's the email subject line? So I've gone for today the Coldplay classic song, The Scientist, which, of course, applies very nicely to that last uh, story. There's a line in that that I think about quite a bit, which is nobody said it was easy. Uh, That, of course, applies to a whole bunch of the news, not just today, but 
More generally, I reckon. Just science when it comes to me. <laughs> there you go. Definitely not easy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you enjoy listening each morning, please tell others about us. Good old uh, word of mouth is the number one way that listeners discover the Squeeze. And, of course, if you can't get enough Squeeze podcasts, um, we don't blame you, of course. <laughs> don't forget our new series, Squeeze Shortcuts, where we take a look uh, at the context behind the news story. So if you need the rundown on Brexit or the history of Hong Kong and why what's happening there is happening. Just search for shortcuts in your preferred podcast app. Enjoy your Tuesday and we'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.